Yo, this is Late. What's up, Tanakas? You're listening to the Mega Late Show, supported by and in support of calcombs.com. Go peep the site and pick up everything you need for fashion, apparel, and music. And with purchases over $30, you can get 25% off when you use the code Mega Late Show. That's one word. Special promo code Mega Late Show at calcombs.com. Go support the boy Calcombs. We all do over here at MLS. Peace to the old gods and the new. Welcome back to the Mega Late Show. This is your boy Mega. We've got a Kaiwa episode for you. Kaiwa episode means that we do not have the whole studio crew. Uh, Late is not here right now. He's a little bit busy tonight, rendezvousing with other cats that you'll probably hear on the podcast later. Um, Steez is on his way to Guam right now with his family. For the first time, he's bringing uh, little AJ out there. So uh, right now, I've got the homie in the studio well yo in- yo yo what's up what's up it's your boy mike magic aka the lonely monk all the way out from i'd say asia used to be hong kong now shanghai it's good to be good it's good to be back on the mega late show um yeah speaking yeah. of speaking of that uh <laughs> yo uh late and i late and i actually met up with uh mike the last time he was out here maybe april uh, april, april. april the last time he was out here in april and we recorded an episode on the r9 for a kaiwa episode but somehow uh your boy uh mega managed to lose that now i'm gonna use our scapegoat marvell and say that marvell caused this somehow but uh we had a great conversation and it was, it was the first time i actually seen mike since uh we met in Hong Kong, like in 2012, maybe. Yeah, it was. So, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Definitely like, a minute. Yo, make sure you talk into the mic okay, so we okay, can get. Okay. You, yeah, there All we go. Right, that. But um, but yeah, yo. So I got Mike out here, and Mike is a b boy, an MC. Not in the sense that he's spitting bars necessarily, which he does that as well. But he's an MC of b boy events. He's a person that organizes, uh, controls the crowd, sets up the rules, and he's just been in the b boy culture for a long time. So I'm really glad to actually have a b boy on the show right now. Word, uh, so word. Thank, thank you for you. coming out, man. Thank and, you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yo, and actually, uh, this is really dope because Mike is out here. He's been out here several times. Lots of lots of homies out in Osaka, but this is the first time he's been out here to MC to host an event. That is correct. That is correct. Um, I was invited by um, my good friends um, B Boy Steez and W from uh, Cipher Code, and they invited me to host a jam in uh, in Ishikawa, Kanazawa City. Yeah, uh, Ishikawa called, Ken um, out there. Called Vibe Out. Uh, Vibe Out Seven. Vibe Out Seven. Like it was just been and gone. Uh, probably one of the best experiences I had. Like for me, like you know, I've always loved everything Japanese and uh, ever since ever since breaking it's uh, started breaking uh, um, since I think 2013 when I linked up with some uh, single some Japanese b-boys in Singapore I started uh, really coming really starting to explore Japan and at first in 2013 it was uh, I did it by myself and um, didn't really know a lot of people hit up old cat a couple times but never really made much of a connection 
But then after um, after RF, I was like, oh damn, now I got some homeboys. Word. So I started returning more, and um, pretty much like in the last, I think five six years, I've been back at least like two three times, times a year. I've seen Hell I've seen your posts. You, you know, like uh, we've been friends since like 2012, yeah. towards the end of 2012, maybe August actually 2012. So it's it's been like it's several a, years, it's but a, it's a I've, I've definitely romance, seen your posts. Long, long, yeah, it's a, it's a yeah, man. Romance. And, and we read we we met on the junk boat. Yeah, he was out there partying in, in in the ocean, getting really drunk, and you um. I, I was trashed. wearing I was wearing like red chucks and you were like yo are those pro kids and I was like nah you're like I like they're chucks and I'm not exactly sure how we came to it but we both had expressed it you know I'm a former b boy in my aging years like, nah man once a b boy always a b boy like, I, I still got the b boy stance you know what I mean my whole hip hop essence is is from that I explosive think, body gestures and I, I, you know. here's the thing like when people tell me oh I used to b boy I always call bullshit on that like I, I don't I don't believe someone used to b boy like. Fine. You might not be able to get down as smooth as you used to, but I think, like, in my point of view, like, when the music plays, like, right now, we're listening to the Mexican. Yeah, I'm kind of... I know, I, I, I know if, like, you know, if you didn't have to get down no, no footwork or anything, if you rock some top rocks, you you still a b-boy. Like, yeah. like, you don't look like someone who's just, like, picked it up for, like, you know, two oh, yeah. weeks. So, for me, like, it's always a, you know, once a b-boy, always a b-boy. No doubt. No doubt. That, that, that's my thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. The only reason uh, I don't I don't have like you know uh, uh, a damn you know a, a denim jacket with like you know what I mean the, the you, you don't know, have the top rocker the rockers like yeah you know I'm not the reason the reason I don't I don't claim it like that is simply just because like it, I, I feel like to be a b boy if somebody calls you out you have to go at them and like now I got plantar fasciitis in my feet like I can't dance like that anymore I'll probably weigh like. 30 pounds heavier than I was when I was able to do 590s and shit. So, hey, but like, you know, but I still represent B-Boy culture and, you know, even the name Mega, like that was my B-Boy name back in the day. Yeah. I was I was uh, Mega Legs. Really old school, you can tell by that name, like, you know, we was putting legs as a, like, as a suffix. But for me, it's more like, you know, it's really at the end of the day it comes down to how you well, what you do with, like, you know, what you've been doing. Word. Like some cats like, you know, when uh, when the hip hop culture and when breaking culture kind of like blew up, you get all sorts of cats that have been like coming out of the woodwork saying, "Yo, I've been dancing since the '70s." Right. And then when you talk to the real OG cats, you know, like, you know, this dude is like, he claims that you know, he 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 um he claims that you know he 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 claims that he's been like dancing like getting down with you guys since uh since so and so since this time and like. You find out immediately that, you know, these cats are like, no, man, he probably learned, like, you know, probably danced with us for two years and then he dropped off the grid. Word. There's so many cats that do that, like, you know, and then coming out of the woodwork demanding respect for their quote-unquote, and you can see me doing the quote, quote-unquote, you know, respect for their contributions to the community. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, dude, you, that, that for me is whack. Word. You know, you, you, I, you see so many like of the pioneers that when they show up at jams or even at big jams, like they really they 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 have this kind of silent code is like they don't drop knowledge unless they're asked. So unless you know you build up the courage to go talk to these guys to you know find out more to dig, they're yeah. not gonna walk around and just throwing this stuff yeah. around. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I gotta say, like, um, in, in when it comes to like hip hop culture and, and rap music, 
um, a lot of the producers, a lot of the old MCs. They have a lot to say about the younger culture, but it's 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 very rare that you really see like a Ken Swift interview where Ken Swift is like, "Yo, the culture's broken. Like, there's something wrong with the culture." I don't really see that a lot, man. You know. I think from me, um, from my point of view, um, it's because some of the older cats, because we do live and die by this culture. It's it's our bread and butter. We we do like we have to sound very diplomatic. Honestly, like like say like say for example, if you if you I, mean, I think in, in my younger days I was very vocal about my. Um, displeasure in the Hong Kong b-boy scene you ask me now because I, I, I'm more connected with the international scene and um, I'm not saying my name's out there but I'm just saying like I'm, I have more of an exposure when people ask me how the Hong Kong scene is like you know I have to give a very diplomatic kind answer of a saying, political response political like, you know. resp- a very PC response mm-hmm. saying you know oh it's on the up-and-coming you know they're a little bit they're, they're a little bit slow on the uptake but you know they'll get there eventually which right. we all know is bullshit because they're fucking whack and you know, I, you know I'll, I'll, I'll put <laughs> yeah, it I'll be put real it be real on the podcast I'll be real, on on the, you know, you know, I'll be yeah. real because we're homies right now yeah. and you know and and you know honestly I think they're fucking whack Word. What, what are your thoughts, you know, uh, outside of just Hong Kong? What are your thoughts on the b-boy culture now, like in terms of uh, the scene in general? Because it's it's larger than it's ever been. There's There are more venues. There's there's more jams. There's more people able to kind of commoditize dance and make money off of it. What are your thoughts on not just breakdancing, but like the commodification of hip-hop dance? Or not even just the kind of modification, like like, like, like like the progression ge- of styles, like how. Okay. It are, I think. For, what do you think about these b boys? For what it's worth, um, okay, I'll be very honest. Like you know, in terms of knowledge wise, I'm still learning. Like, we'll always be students. Um, I'm trying to learn as much as I can while I can, but uh, from what I've. You know, from I've, I've been um, breaking since uh, 2004. So coming up, it would Over be like a decade, what? yeah, almost fifteen years. Fifteen ago years, up, yeah. like so. almost clocking up a fifteen years. But the thing is, like you know, and then back in the days, I do a lot of foot. I watch a lot of footage, and here's what I've here's here's what I uh, see in the in nowadays the the whole the whole scene. And it's a good thing I'm not sponsored by nobody because you know that'd be you very dangerous. Be, yeah, you got to be PC about all. Um, as well as one of my homeboys say, and I agree, Red Bull has killed the crew culture. Really? Red so, Bull has killed on that. Tell me. Okay, tell let me, me why let, you let, think let, that. Let, let me let me let, let me elaborate on that. The reason why I think Red Bull has killed the crew culture excuse, is excuse the bag. I'm grabbing another beer. You want? You want let me, no, 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 Let me take yours out while yeah, while yeah, 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 well, the well, bag good, doesn't so, rustle. So, yeah, 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 no doubt. No, this is how we do. This is how we do. So okay. Um. Sorry, I was taking so, a drink so, right there. So, so, uh, so as the BC one has killed um, the, the crew, like BC one has killed crew culture. But, however, having said that, it's not just BC one. It's a lot of um, commercial comps that cater towards one-on-one b-boy competitions. And here's why I say like things like BC one and a lot of one-on-one comps kill the crew culture. It's because. In order to win a one-on-one competition, you can't be like, uh, you can't be, you have to be jack of all trades. Yes. 
you can't be like a one show pony. Is that what you call it? Like a one show? Yeah, pony? yeah, yeah. Like, a one trick pony. You, one exactly, trick one trick. You can't be a one trick pony. I think, like, when you look at it, take like take a minute, take a step back, and look at the first five BC ones. Okay. In the early 2000s, first five BC ones, they were the most exciting to watch because every single B boy had their own sense of style. You know, I still remember, you know, when, um, you know, you had cats like uh, the end when they came on. All they did was bust out their own power when the when, when physics was on there, you know. And then Sonic from uh, Denmark, you know, had his own like came on with wearing the whole kung fu setup. That yeah. was dope, man. Everyone had their own like sense of style, and they, everyone did their own shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking up, uh, I'm looking up the first, the first few BC ones. Uh, I guess yeah, the like, first one came out in 2004, which is yeah, when you just started. When, when, when I started. When you started. And this so. was this is this was back in the days when BC one didn't have like the BC one was strictly invitationals. BC one was they strictly didn't have qualifiers. They yeah. have qualifiers. What you had to do was through YouTube and other social media, you uploaded your uh, like footages of you getting down or battling, or, and it, and people voted for you. Yeah. And then when Red Bull think you know oh you're you're the yeah. next hot shit, then they invite you to a wild card like you know as the wild card for the next BC one. Uh huh. And this was dope because, of course, you had a lot of cats which were like you know. Which were jokes and then, you know, and then uh, got their friends to vote for them. Yeah. But then you had the real raw cats. You did. I'm looking at the first one and you, yeah. know, and you got Iron Monkey on there. And Iron Monkey's with Rock Force crew. Yeah. You know, he was dope. Him, Vietnam, they were all ill-ass And then, people. And then, yeah. like, you know, and then when you... Junior's the first, on there too? Shit. The first few BC ones that we watched, it was so great because you saw... You had, like, um... It was, like, a, a little, uh... Sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. We're also like, kind of drunk, so I mean, yeah, 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 let it be. Yeah, let it be. <laughs> Make let a late be. show, that's Make how we do. Make a late show is how we do what we do. It was, it was like a little... Um, in a little bubble of its own. Like you have so many different organisms. So many different styles. Like, Junior came out with this whole planking, all that, because of his condition. Right. You know. Completely original. Well, not completely original. I mean, like, he gets... Like Cujo used no, no, to flex but, off but of plank but styles. Because, like, no, but it was because of the circumstances. He could, like, right. he had, I think he has uh, polio, right? Yeah. I think he has polio, like a condition, which couldn't allow him to break properly. But he went from that and created formed a style, his own formed his own technique, That's just like Cujo. And then, you know, you had, the, you had like, B-Boy Eagle. Mm-hmm. Came out mad power moves, and then, like, Lilu had his stuff. Yep. Despite how controversial yeah. it might be, and then you know you had uh, you had uh, Ronnie, and then you you, you had like you a had lot. all you had like a, a plethora of b boys from that era. For the first five years, when you watched it, everyone was... Ev- Hong, Hong Ten was Hong Ten back then. Hong People Ten weren't Hong doing Ten. the Hong Ten pose. You know what I mean? The Hong Ten freeze. Yeah, it was back it was, even it was when, when, during, um, what was it? Expression Crew. Yeah. You know, when they battled at the Battle of the Year. I think it was, I think, um, when they battled Vagabonds. Yeah. At Battle of the Year, and then they took it. You know, cats then had their own sense of style. So what happened, like, what, so after, you know, when BC1, as BC1 progressed, which isn't a bad thing, you know, progression is always good. Right. But just, like, certain things, you know. Became kind of gentrified. Gentrified. And a lot of people just picked up on it. And certain things had to be let go. Right. But 
So um, Red Bull BC one got bigger and bigger. And then it kind of created this whole issue of b-boy superstars. Mm-hmm. And I, and here's the thing, from a current bigger com- than your crew, your name is bigger than your crew. Exactly. Like from a commercial point of view, I it's a great thing That's because the way the UFC markets, you know, they market it's, off a superstar. Not this it's one, easier. Yeah. It's easier to market one guy than a crew of dudes because like uh-huh. you could easily you could easily control manipulate one dude. Yeah. Imagine having to, like, hey. I can easily if I was a mark if I was a company executive I could easily do something like I could easily manipulate Hong Ten doing whatever the fuck I mm-hmm. want you, instead the, of a, a instead the, the drifters crew the entire crew if they band together they have leverage over me but if it's just one cat against the entire company right. then I'm like yo I got mad leverage over you right. see that's where the problem started snowballing it's, it's easier it's easier to manage the RZA than it is to manage the Wu Tang Clan exactly. But then, so, so the crew battle, the like the crew, is the crew dead now? Like, what are the best crews? Like, is the crew dead? Oh, no, no, no. There, there's still plenty. Is of, it only um, based upon community? No, no. Like, here's winning? the thing. Like, like is, it, is it like is it like basketball where like the best guys come together to form a crew in order to win events? Like, some is that what some of them some, do? Like some, El Nino that, and Rocks Ride are kind of that, are I they think, posse? I don't even know. I think I think nowadays. From what I from what I can understand is that recently people have been uh, people have been called out about the whole crew thing. So a lot of the original crews are starting to come together, new members regardless, and starting to battle more. And and uh, I think in recent years a lot of uh, organizers have been trying to break revive the whole crew battle. Thing. And my homeboy and one of my uh, good mentors, great friend. Um, po One, I think he's he's trying to he's trying to revive the whole uh, crew, the crew battle thing, and 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 that's like you haven't seen I haven't like haven't seen that in a, in a long while because like you know people just it, it it's just so hard to market a crew battle. Okay, let me let, sure. Let's put it this way: I've I've organized my own jam jam before, and to put up all over no, no, in, in Hong Kong, when, in I, when, Hong I, Kong. when, I, when I organized, um, when I did R16, Hong Kong qualifiers, oh, okay. it was like full like 10 on 10, 8 on 8 kind That's of... That's one of my favorite events, the R16. And here's R16 the thing, it's event. like, to try Google to... Google that, listeners. To R16. Try, to, try, to try to put up a pot, like a decent sized pot... You, a, mean, you mean like the wind pot? The like wind pot, yeah, The loot. For a crew battle... I, you, what, you get what, what, what I mean, everybody right? in the crew get like ten bucks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. What I mean? Yeah, I mean yeah. If you want to put up a respectable, sizable uh, win, win, win pot, a prize. I, I understand. Well, now, why, I understand why people yeah. would rather do a one on one. Yeah. Well, now, now it's like when you when you listen to or excuse me when you when you watch the b-boy battles it's like now there are other paths to commoditize your dancing. Now there are people whose entire life, their career, is based upon dancing, and they don't have day jobs. They just dance. My uh, my homie Phil, shout out to Phil. Uh, he's in the Kinjas, which I'm sure you've heard of the Kinjas. Oh, They're yeah. a hip hop dance crew with b boys, lockers, all all aspects of hip hop dance, including choreography. And there's the the cats that you see on like America's next next best dance crew, or the cats that you see on I don't X know, Factor G- or whatever, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Kimmel's show yeah, yeah, yeah. performing. Those cats, 
their entire life That's existence is based upon using dance to, you know, live. And the other cats, like Phil works a job and then he teaches classes and stuff like that. But now, and how do you pay the Kinjas to battle, you know, the Jabberwockies? Like, how much money would you have to put down to see this type of battle? That's, that's the, the thi- crew battle. That's the thing, because, because nowadays, you know, when money gets involved and egos get involved, because, okay, no disrespect. Those guys put in a lot of work for oh, what yeah. they do. They're phenomenal, yeah. What they do, they're phenomenal. What they do. But would we call them hip hop? You know, I come from I come from a, a time and place where hip hop there wasn't hip hop choreography. Exactly. There wasn't. There, I mean, there was, there was, but there were like the guys in the music videos. But we didn't. They weren't at the jams. They weren't at exactly. B Boy Summit. They weren't where, where, at. Where, where, where I'm getting at is like when people. And I think for me, it eats at me. Like I get, I get really annoyed when people. Oh, hip hop dance, like no such thing. You either yeah, you're either b boy or I you're not. A, I don't really care for the, the terms, but I like. You know. For me, it's uh, I I don't really care for it too much. But sometimes I when you know when I, when I had a few and like then I start getting really anal about it. Oh, yeah. Like I say, I'm what, an angry person. Like <laughs> what, what, thing is when I look at stuff like. There's absolutely nothing wrong if you finally made it and make dance your livelihood. Mm-hmm. I really Props don't. To you. That's incredible. I, I, I really don't understand when people hate on the homies when they say, "Oh, you've gone commercial." It's like, dude, instead of hating on him, we should be happy that he finally made it mm-hmm. and he could take his craft to become his livelihood. Right. However, my point is, whether you're mainstream or not, will you give back to the community that brought you out? Where you are right, right now Like say for me uh, I do all sorts of jams Not just like You know I do big ones Small ones And let's say for example If uh, Really good homies of mine If like uh, They ask They hit me up So yo We got this small We got this jam We can't really pay your rate But Well you, you know can For you the still, culture for, can, can you still do it Yeah If they're good homies And we hang out all the time if we chill, and it's not just some random dude yeah. saying, yo, so-and-so, you know, I I, I saw you at RF, you're a really dope MC, yeah. but we don't have a budget, budget for, for MC, yeah, then yeah. I'll say, fuck you, move on to the next <laughs> one. But if it's a homie, yeah. I'll do it all, I'll do it regardless, because right. you've given me so much more than well, the culture, I, the but, culture, the culture means more to you than your, exactly, your own the, self. So you sacrifice self for the culture. Mm, like, like, I mean, like this time around, I flew myself out. They okay. covered me enough for uh, my. They pay for your like hotel and shit. No, 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 I didn't. I was stay. I, I was crashing at homies' places and stuff like that. You That's know, dope, man. I paid my way. Well, you know, I, I, I know you. You know what I mean. I know, I know how, um, how seriously you take the culture, how much you value it, and I know that you don't exploit it for any means, and you're just out here because it's a true, authentic passion for the culture. So and it plus, I love Japan. Me you. And it plus, I love Japan. No doubt, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't take away anything that the food is delicious and the people are kind of wonderful. So we, we, we like having you out here, I think, man. And, and I'm really glad to see you. I, I was surprised this was your first joint because I've seen so many pictures of you here in Japan with, with B-Boys and, and crews. Like, my wife 
was like, yo, who is that? Like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, yo, that is that is the homie from Hong Kong. She's like, he's with my friends right now. And I was like, whoa, small, small world. And, and you know what I mean? Uh, so that's, that's just that's dope great, that you do that. That's the most beautiful thing about hip-hop culture. And, um, it brings together communities. It brings, it brings people together to a point, like, you know, it's almost like that kind of, like, six degrees of separation bullshit. Like, yeah. It's like, like, like you said, you're right now, like, I've heard so much stories about your wife, but I've never really met her, but I know all the, like, like I know all the homies in yeah. between. The, the homie that you're going to go to his wedding is like a homie that she introduced me to who's down with her crew. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, and, and like, yeah. It really is a culture. You know, it is a subculture. And it used to, to be that. Yeah. It used to be specifically that. Like, you didn't watch MTV and learn how to break dance and then want to, like, look at YouTube videos to learn how to dance. Before, in order to operate within the culture, you had to be taught by people. You had to go to... You had to humble you know, yourself. You find, the, you find the people that did it and you learn from them. We didn't have YouTube videos teaching you step-by-step how to do windmills. You know what I did to fucking learn windmills? I watched B-Boy Ivan tapes for fucking hours a day and saw his setup and tried to figure out exactly what he was doing. And you know B-Boy Ivan, he goes into his windmills like with a backspin kick yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of off of the elbow or a coin drop. And I was just like... We used to have to put in a lot of legwork to be part of the culture, yep. and now really you can be a hip hop dancer. You can uh, you can dance hip hop style simply by going to what is almost the equivalent of like a culture center uh, jazzercise class, and you can learn how yeah, to and, do and, and the salsa step. And that's and that's it's, the it's thing, interesting like, to me. And that's the thing, like uh, right now, like recently, early this year, I moved to Shanghai. Early this year, I moved to Shanghai and um, started to. Try to try try and teach more classes, and that's one of the hardest things in Shanghai because people don't realize because there's so many other quote unquote street dance classes available that um, like what they don't like breaking has no place in um, in the commercial world. And, and yeah. let me and, and let me break. It I mean, down it looks you. good when it's slowed down for a Sprite commercial, but it doesn't work le- in the same and, way. And let me break it down for you why it's because it's not an instant commodity you go to any other class like uh, kind of like you know freestyle hip-hop so you party dancing and then you got locking popping and um, any other kind of uh, class that teaches a choreography like a 4-8 choreography within an hour and a half at the end of that class you have a product right. that, that you can see right but with breaking you try to get a kid to do a move like to do a six step then sweep into a freeze after an hour that's not possible no. and that is why breaking the is learning so curve is different breaking is so hard to market as a product yeah. it's so hard to sell why is that because like it needs at least six months for you to look yeah. l- not look like a piece of shit mm-hmm. I mean, that's that is really putting it like you know, and if that's simplest. Like yeah. you have to be kind of a prodigy to be decent in six, in six months. months. That's that's as if like, like that's as if you practice every day for eight hours. Yeah, really diligent yeah. and like you know, train really and, hard. And then after like two months, you finally learn how to hit your first windmill. Sloppy like, as fuck. Like for me, like, four six months later, you finally get a single flare. Ugly as fuck. For me. Know? I didn't start looking like my footwork didn't even look good until like a year or year yeah. and a half in. So that's why like breaking in itself is it's so hard to market. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it, yeah. it, it's damn near impossible. I mean, you you might be better off marketing it as like um, like CrossFit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like explosive body gestures for like exercising. They instead have, of they you know have I mean? that shit on Facebook. Have yeah. you seen it? the break fit videos? No, but I mean, I, I I always tell people like the original CrossFit was fucking b-boy. Explosive body yeah. gestures. Let fucking bust these baby, like, bust this baby pose fucking 20 times in a row. Yo. That's functional on, strength. On Facebook, try to look for it. I think it's some, uh, some some European some European thing. It's called Break Fit. It is some of the cheesiest, corniest shit. Like it's one of the corny. Like you know what? For the guy who created Break Fit, if he was a b boy, then you know what? Uh, then then props to you. Then you really props to you. Hold you. Hold up. I'm 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 about to bring this shit up. Let's see what this fucking looks like. Yeah, man. Like oh. this is um this Break is... Fit at CrossFit Renegade. All right, so we're we're inside of the studio here. Okay, they're playing what appears to be some hip hop shit. All right, invite the kids, six and up. All right, my man's busting a six step here. Okay. No, no, this is this, this already is a really dope is already half decent video. Yeah. It was it was actually an ad on Facebook. Okay. It was an ad on Facebook, trying to make it all look like they they even had like you know. They had it in a warehouse kind of setting. Uh-huh. They had uh, a DJ there spinning on decks, trying to like, you know, did the whole, yeah. cur- like bobbing his head, wear- wearing the whole uh, nice uh, Kango yeah, like a cap, Kango hat. Kango hat. <laughs> yeah. And then it just looked corny as fuck. And well, I mean, it looks like these kids in this video are having fun, but I mean, it's not... No, but here's the thing. They weren't. Oh, they weren't trying to. They weren't trying to do this whole break fit uh, thing to promote the kids, but they were trying to like do, do it like to. Um, Let's see a break would, fit commercial. Oh, maybe yeah. it's this one. Maybe, maybe it's this one. this one. I maybe it is. Hot damn. All right. Nah, so, I mean, nah, it ain't this one. Cause like, the yeah. one I saw was super corny. Oh, this is produced by Mr. Wiggles. Uh, classic. Classic member okay, of the hip hop community. If, so if, if, is, if it was done by Wiggles, then this oh, okay. this, this, this is legit. Yeah, this is this this, this looks legit. But uh, but but I think what we're getting back to back back then is like the commodification of actual mm. doing breaking, actual being a b boy, actually, um, you know, living up to those central tenets that were established by guys in the Rock City crew and 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 the people that put it down before us, like. No biting, you know what I mean? Back then, crashing wasn't even as, as bad a thing if you try to do something super dope. Man, when I was, when I was fucking, you know, we used to crash. And now it's like the most biggest faux pas. It's I like think, there's a I perfectionism think back in, I think back in, there. Back in, back in the days, it was now. more like, um... If you tried, you might fucking I, get I think, props for I, it. I, I think back in the day, like from what I understood... Because, um... I think back in the day, what happened, what was the, what was the thing, what the thing was like, it's more like... It would have, you would, you could, you could probably win if you attempted and crashed a difficult move, rather than look boring and not crash. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, back then, if you did something that like, I feel like originality was so important back in the day. Like, if you if you were going to do anything, you had to put your own flavor on it. Oh yeah. Everybody, still, even still, when it came to today. like still your b boy style, like you couldn't just look like you fell out of a catalog. In fact, it was to the point where it's like, 
I would be in a different place in California and I would see a person and judging by like just looking at them, I was able to be like, that motherfucker breaks. That motherfucker breaks and, right and think, now. I, I, and we would break against And him. I think back I think people have been more complacent and with the availability of information, people nowadays have been more complacent about uh, arguing over the internet who's more original or uh, whose move this came from rather than, you know, back in... I think um, one of my boys, uh, Willistrate, uh, Raw Crew, 143 Liverpool Street, Familia, Sydney, you know, he told me... He, he, he schooled me on some shit like... You know, um, back at when he started breaking in Australia, when he started breaking in Australia, what happened was like you know he 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 would have cats, older cats, tell him, "Yo, man, you look exactly like some other guy," um. and 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 rather than argue over the fucking internet, who's more original, he it would push him to evolve his style, to evolve his style. To go beyond what the other person looked like, like say for example, like I, I, I think what I'm getting at, like back in the days, it would be more like if we had a similar style. Let's say for example, we both do threads. Yeah. I would push it beyond a different, like yeah. uh, I, I would make try to bring it outside the box. I would start doing thread power moves or thread freezes. Right. And now you see me doing thread freezes. Then you go, you okay? I'm gonna do. I'm thread, gonna do thread blow ups. Thread blow ups. Yeah, yeah, blow up with yeah. this thread. Yeah. Air chair threads. Then yeah. uh, then up to one hand air freeze. Threads. Right. Then people elbow would, ninety threading and yeah. shit. You know exactly. What I mean? Yeah. We bounce off each other. Whereas nowadays, cats spend more time digging out footage of them back in the back in like you know ten years ago. I did this fucking move. 10 years ago it's my move it's yeah so like people are more concerned about people are concerned about going backwards and proving how they're original rather than building up on that foundation which they're so called is it is it is it also because there is like a very like oversaturation of just seeing breaking like back then you know you see you would see like um like we said earlier Cujo. Cujo would do these fucking merry-go-rounds, these UFOs, like, planking fucking, like, you never seen it before. And, like, now, if you if somebody was to do that, you have the footage for it. And so, immediately, of those fucking 400 views on YouTube, fucking 150 of them try to do that. And so, that becomes, like, an oversaturated move. The Hong Ten Freeze became, I mean, it's a Hong Ten Freeze, but everybody used it. And then people expanded on it, but it became like a very cookie cutter thing. I get. Well, I, I think like nowadays, um, a lot of moves which used to be original have become foundation, and which means, in layman's terms, it's okay to replicate. That is very much what like a foundational move means now. It means that it's it's like open source. Like you're allowed to like copyright Copy. laws are not it, it, applying. It means it's okay to bite it. it. But yeah. here's the thing, like when I see people throwing a bite sign, I better What's crazy is when people throw bite signs on the person that created the move and shit, it's like, yo, what are you I mean, like how uh, is that possible? I, I mean it's really funny one time when um Back in the, I think it was back in a, a battle in uh, in Sydney some time ago, and then my boy, and then Po One was entering with uh, I think Juice Crew, 
shout out to Poe One, you know, uh, always, always so humble, Phenomenal. always teaching. Phenomenal, nice like guy. you know, like he is men among men, man among men, and king among kings. He, Yo, and he he's is, like, he, what is he? Is he in his forties now? Forties. This motherfucker yeah. still gets down he, he still, all day. Still Dope gets up, and he's nasty. He's All nasty. Day. Yeah, he'll eat up some of these young men. Lots oh, of these young men. Some? What are you talking about? Some? Most he, he, of these young he, he, men. He, he, let me let me let me build them up in the right he, way. He, he, Most he, of these he, young he, men. He'll eat them up and spit out what's left. But then like, but then um, like, this one time in a battle in Sydney, like you know, one of my crewmates uh, from uh, Mighty Duck, Poan came came up with a set. I think he ended up with an air chair. The air chair, and I'm telling you, like Paul One is the creator of the air chair. No, really, he, he, I, I, he, I didn't, I didn't realize that. He came with the air chair, and then, um, and my boy, and my boy Mighty Duke went out, and then threw out the bite sign, and that's when, <laughs> that's when my, that's when my homeboy Jono Double O, one of my other mentors, like took him out and grabbed him and like pulled him out of the battle because it's like, get out, get the, get fuck, the out. fuck out of here. You're not, you didn't you, just you do that. Embarrassed. You embarrassed. You've, you've shamed your you family. Sh- you shamed your family. You brought shame to your family, but Danielson. The, but, but here's the thing, like, what the fuck? But here's bro. the thing, like, um, does that fall on the elders though for not educating this man? No, How did he get so no. far and not know? No, that? no, no. But like, it, I mean, I didn't no, know it, but I'm not the, the, calling the, the, bites the, on shit. The bite sign. I think he came up with like, you know, oh, I just yo, did. Yo, yo, show I, me how you do the bite sign. There's you, two. There's you, two. There's you two. Do this one. There's two. We used to do we used yeah. to do the crocodile. The, the, the crocodile the, shit. The, the most original one is the crocodile, the yeah, chomp. Yeah. The chomp. The old chomp, yeah. The chomp. And then How, they got the However, this one where you have your joints? two forearm, the, your forearms over each other. I th- I don't know how that that's a bite, but I think that's more like cloning. Okay. Cloning. Like, you know, like scanning. When, when like, you see like I saw that set before. Like, no, no, as 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 in maybe it's some science fiction shit, you know, okay. like you know, you know when you when when you scan something, yeah, okay. When you clone something, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, 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 elbow shit. I'm not. We're too, doing weird ass moves right yeah, now for the Megalodge. Yeah, yeah. Like, but this is like B boys will recognize. It. But like, I, 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 if you see me on the streets, ask me about these these, uh, these actually, gestures, and I'll show you. I actually don't know. I actually don't know where the original like uh, the second one came from. I don't know where that one came from. It's in from. the Bible, man. Maybe <laughs> it's in the Quran. It's in it's in the the Bahat Magiva or whatever Gita. But then like say like. Now nowadays, when uh, people tell tell us that you know a bite, I go for the uh, I go for the clause that you know I heard from uh, watching um, Suits. Nothing is new under the sun. That's true. Everything's yeah. been done. Yeah. The thing that annoys me the most is when people throw bite signs. Is like um, I just be- don't like you, when there's no no when, when, when you throw a bite sign, you better be sure. Everything you do, a hundred percent, is original. If I see a six step, a top rock, you you do. It's like what are like yeah. We're how are really you ori- how are you original? How are you original? You're doing a six step. You're doing a two step, an Indian step, yeah. and then you're doing a three step CC. Nothing you yeah. do is original. Yeah. Then how are you calling someone else a biter? Yeah. Unless, of course, that entire sequence is somebody else's. Somebody else's That's legit. entire yeah. Uh, routine. Yeah. And I think um, one of my mentors... Like, really, like really, if, you, if you see somebody, like, fucking pull off, like, a, a Taisuke combo, you can call a bite mm. on It's like, yeah, you really picked that up from fucking Taisuke mm. or whoever it be. I think, um, and here's what my really good homeboy, and congratulations recently, 
B-Boy Puzzles and my homegirl Jennifer. They finally got married in Vancouver. Shout out to uh, shout out to Supernatural's crew. Uh, they're my fam. But like uh, the way Puzzles puts it as like if you take uh, and and Dizzy also teaches this in his classes. If you take a if you take a move and you flip it, and this is a concept that I learned from Paul One as well through Puzzles. Um, it's what we call 50 in and 50 out. If you take a move, but you have a different entry and exit every time, then it's not so no, much of a that's, bite. That's a challenge. That's like that's like let me fucking show you how I can eat your shit. Yeah, and, and push it's, it up. It, yeah, like that's that's not, that's not a bad. Thing. That's not a bite. That's no. we, we call it a flip. Yeah, exactly. So like dizzy, d- dizzy. Uh, we we d- used to call it like a rebuttal. Like yeah. he fucking took his whole shit, he busted it. It's a rebuttal. That's the answer to it. Like you've just got it. So d- uh, in some of dizzy classes, he used to have this kind of like. Um, formula when you had to see a move either go upside down or reflect it like say if someone does a freeze on one hand then you do it on the other hand yeah. or you do it, you do it reversal in terms of like upside down so you do it like either an air freeze yeah. but you, you change the angles and then you change the approach how you get into it and get out of it so that 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 in itself is like if I see a move that I do and someone else does it but they do it in a different approach. I don't think that's a bite. Sure. It's more like, yo, I inspired them to do a move, but they, t- they took a different approach. So I think that's completely okay because like yeah. that in itself is how I, I think culture progresses. Absolutely. Absolutely. L- l- let's be honest. This- like we're watching, we're watching this um, freestyle session five, which is like 99. Yeah. Like so much of the moves on here and shit, like. They're outdated, you know. The, the 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 entry points, everything that they do is kind of outdated. But back then, like uh, a st- lot of these blows were fucking I, so I original. Still, I still like, see. I still like, see. Look it. at look at this. Like how often do you see somebody come out just like awkward with that. I still so see a different. lot of the moves that they do right now, like the body threads. Yeah. The body threads. You still see oh, cats man. doing that. All I was day I long. was big in threading. Like I I threaded my ass off with blow ups all day. That was kind of like one major component of my styles and shit like i was not i was not i was not a power head but i would fucking styles into power type of shit but threading man threaded threading i think um a lot of people like a lot of people yeah look at this guy i mean like you know oh damn that hurts your back we're watching freestyle session five you know what I mean? Like everybody seems so kind of like organic. Here exactly. And and, and, and and here's what I, here's what I brought on in the beginning of the show. Everyone we've seen so far has their own flavor. Yeah. But nowadays, you know, w- w- when you look at crew battles, half the cats look the same because they they, they hit the checklist of what to do and, and how to not, do it. And it's not even so much the checklist. It's because they try to do it all. Because in a one-on-one competition, you know, you, you, you apparently nowadays in a one-on-one competition, it's not so much about the flavors, but you know, what you can do. So I'll do a little bit of top rock, a little bit of footwork, and a little bit of uh, power, yeah. just to fulfill all the categories. And you know what? Like, no disrespect to all the to the recent winners of you know, Manier. Yeah, I like um, Munir a lot. I think he's really I think Munir is dope for like, but like. Who won? Who won last year? Taisuke. Oh, that's oh th- no, it was no, no, Issei. Issei, 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 Issei won. That's right. 
Issei won. Uh, Issei Taisuke, won. Taisuke has never won. Taisuke, um, he's been the demon of his own nightmares. He, he's phenomenal, but he is, I don't like, see a lot of like um, deviation from his... His style is so intact that it is, almost feels like he's busting the same set every thing, every jam. Thing is, on the on the on the years which he like, like Japan's had two qualifiers, yeah, like they, no, no, two get, finals, yeah, where they get close. Taisuke has squandered so many opportunities to move on to the next round. It's not even funny. Like, what? Well, yeah, that's weird. But here's the thing: it's it's it's. I, I think it's uh it's no one to blame but himself. It's no one to blame for himself, but like you know, I, I, watching some of the footage, he got a little bit cocky, having the home home ground advantage, home yeah. court advantage, yeah. and his sets were mad mad short. But then this year we yeah. were kind of joking, like you know, when Hong Ten came up against uh, Issei, so, uh, people were saying like you know, talking to the judges like you know, Issei's winning this, or you're not making making it back home. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, like I mean like. Hong Ten, Hong Ten's dope, but then Issei came out with just so much more variations. Yeah, there were a few close calls. I, 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 if I remember, it was the second round when Issei came out with a really short set, and I'm like, oh, Hong Ten could take the historic third BC one, but then last round Issei just came on blasting. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, um. Um, I watched that. I watched that live, live with the wife, and um, I kind of was expecting Issei to drop the ball because I think it was like two weeks before he was at an event, and um, I forget what what jam it was, but he he was like tired and he threw up. Maybe you remember that. Like he Damn. threw up. He threw up like on like on camera. Like he's there. He fucking steps to the side and he throws up. He vomits. And I think he lost that. I think he dropped that set. And then so like the BC one was maybe like the next month or like a couple weeks after that. And I was kind of expecting him to drop the ball. And here's the thing. Like for me, every time I watch Issei break, I don't mean to be a dick, but then every time I watch like, and this goes for all the power dudes out there. Every time I watch a dude who's m- most of the moves they're based on power, I get scared. I'm all, I don't mean to be pessimistic, but every time I watch them, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna crash! Oh my god, they're gonna crash! Yeah, yeah. But then when they don't crash, I'm like, oh my god, thank fucking god, like, word. Yo, let's take a let's take a break really quick, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then uh, when we come back, we'll watch this. We'll watch this Issei versus. Um, Hong Ten uh, Red Bull BC One battle. This Get is your boy. This your boy on the Mega Late Show with your boy uh, Omega Legs and uh, hey. your guest for this evening, Lonely Monk, aka Mike Magic, all the way from Shanghai, Hong Kong, worldwide, one four three Liverpool oh, Street, brilliant. baby. Doing it big, real b boy shit, man. This is the culture. Uh, really happy to have a b boy on the show. You guys pay close attention, do the knowledge. We'll be right back. Yeah. Yo, this is DJ AJ, and you listen to Mega 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 Show. <laughs> check, check, check. Yo, what's up? It. It's your boy Mike Magic with Omega Legs. Back That's on right. the Mega Late Show. The Omega Legs Le- Late Show. <laughs> That's right. That's the old b-boy name, and we're back again with uh, Mike Magic, hailing to you live and direct from. Are you in uh, Shanghai now? Right now I'm in Shanghai. Representing Shanghai, representing Hong Kong, representing Australia, representing Boston. My man is a worldly figure within the b-boy community, doing all the great things for the culture and for the love of the art form. 
So, uh, yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. This is just another Kiowa episode. Again, we are missing late Steez, Dallinger, and Marvell. But, yo, uh, right now, me and Mike Magic are, instead of, instead of a weather report where we share our tracks, Mike and I are going to watch a B-Boy battle from the Red Bull BC1 last year, Issei versus Hong Ten. And we're going to give our feedback as we watch it, kind of a little bit of a commentary type of thing. Uh, before we get into it, so um, what do you think? Should we play? There, if we play the, if we if we watch the video, it's going to have the commentary over it. So let's watch it without commentary. Let's watch it without with commentary. With the music right be, here, be, right? Because because the commentary honestly is pretty cheesy. Sure, our commentary is definitely going to be better. Hopefully, we can be insightful. We can have some opinions about this shit. So if you want to watch what we're watching right now, go do your googles. Go ahead and go to the final battle. Issei vs. Hong Ten, Red Bull BC1 World Final 2016. This happened at the end of last year, and this is the first Japanese b-boy to take the crown, to win the BC1, right? Yeah, that is correct. And and Issei, Issei's a young man, right? Was he fucking 17, 18? Maybe Issei, older than that Issei, now. I think Issei was just 18 last year when he won it. A young man. And Very b-boying, young. more so than rapping, b-boying is a young man's art form, man. Like, no, I wouldn't. I don't agree with that, man. You don't? I don't agree with that. How do you avoid the injuries, man? I have injuries from breakdancing right but now. It's, it's this thing, you know. You, you, you do with what you, you do with what you got. No do doubt. You, do with what you got. If you can, if you're injured somewhere, then then you will find a way. Breaking, I will, I, find I, a way. I I acquiesce to your your intelligence, and I will say okay. You're right, because I know that you are not necessarily a young man in the same way I'm not necessarily a young man, but I know you still get down. Oh, yeah. In fact, I saw some video footage of you getting down recently. Oh, thank you. Hopefully it was it's good not to see too bad. Nah, it was, <laughs> nah, you were fucking, yeah, you still got it. You still got it. B-boy. All right, here we go. All right, All right this is like, this. here we go. We're going into it right now. Let me pull this shit up right quick. Let's see what we got. Okay, Hong Ten, Issei, Japan versus Korea. That's what we got. So I mean, what what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on Hong Ten? He he's he's pretty legendary. He's, he's um, one of the most like prevalent he's, he's, legends he's, right he's, now. He's 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 uh, he's been around places. He's he's a dope b boy in his own right. He's original. He's got his own style. Um, his own moves. He's patted in his own moves. Yeah, he's like, got he's know? got his own moves and like you know, and you can see you you can, you can tell it. When he runs it, when he runs his sets, you know, it, that's a Hong Ten set right there. You know? Yeah. But for me, after 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 I think you know the first four or five rounds, it, it does get a little bit boring. He does. There, there's not a lot of variety. No, but here's the thing: it, he might not repeat so much, but like to the common eye, it, it looks like repeating. But in actual matter of fact, he's his moods are so smooth that he can go in and out of it. So like in, in, in so many different variations, you know what I mean? Word. And How so, old is he now? I mean, he's much older than Issei at this point. He's got to be. I think what he's is, around my is, age, like you know what? Thirty, mid to mid late thirties. Yeah, no, mid thirties. Er, er, early, early thirties. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When he won, when he won, what was it? Two thousand fifteen? No. Sixteen. That won? was the second one. Well, I mean, the, the first, the second one. time, the second oh, time yeah, he won because yeah, he won. That, that was the he won like two years ago. Three yeah, that was, that, that was the Red Bull uh, 10 year anniversary. Okay. It was a 10 year anniversary. So 2014 then. Probably. I mean, to perform at that high level, man, that's like some Kobe Bryant. Shit, but here's right? the thing, like, 
here's the thing when people like are so surprised at you know how certain b-boys can perform at such a high level it's like yo man they're paid to do that shit man they're athletes yeah they spend they eight hours they in the studio practicing right, if you can't right. get to a high level when you're spending eight hours in the in the gym practicing It'd be same as NBA players. If you can't smoke a normal street player and you're in the NBA, get the fuck, get out, the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're not worth Don't it. Even, you're not worth the. Yeah. You're not worth the get, one million get, they right. pay you a year. You're disappointed you know I mean? in the entire culture. It's like Work. if you're getting paid to do that shit, then then go do it. Work. Don't don't be like all acting all surprised like oh you're at this age you can still do that you shit can still do a fucking elbow ninety no what do you think about what do you think about um uh, I I hadn't noticed this until one v one battles became so problem pre- prevalent but back in the day people didn't stand around waiting okay two minutes before this, this, they started this, battling this, this, this where's that come from waiting bullshit I think is a it's a Red Bull thing I I, I, really? I I can't say for sure but is it because it's so like competitive no it, it, I, th- I think it more comes down to b-boys thinking whoever comes out last has the last word okay sure you know what I mean sure. but here's my here, here's my idea it's more like if we're having an argument and if I'm in the right no matter whether I go first or last I'm gonna smoke you're gonna have you're gonna have the right opinion that's my opinion on it too so I always was kind of uh, I think curious the, to watch them just stand there like which they're doing right now standing for what is it like three minutes before they even get started busting I think the whole thing of like you know who's gonna be a little bitch and come out first that, mm. that, that, like I think I it shows confidence uh, for me first is confidence, for right? me like I I kind of um where I where, where I kind of uh, grew up in breaking the idea is whoever comes out first sets the tone and here's the thing I know what I have and what I don't have like I have zero power moves so if I come up zero by, zero I don't, you can't bust I don't, mills I, I can't or? bust mills I don't have swipes really? I don't I maybe have a half-baked uh, backspin, but here's the thing: where I, the way I was taught, you know what you have, you know what your opponent has, and the most important thing about a battle is setting the tone. Hmm. If I know, if I'm battling a dude with mad power, I'm not gonna let him set the tone by coming on busting a mad power set because I can't reply to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna come out with my flavor, my character. I top rock my footwork and see what he gonna say to that. Hmm. See, back in the days, that's how you're supposed to battle. It's about right. a reply. It's, a, it's called a conversation. The conversation is lost these days. The conversation is lost because like a lot people of people are talking to themselves. They have like a monologue. They speak, they just, they, they speak they different speak, language. Yeah. They speak a different language. So for me, yeah. it's more like, what's the point of waiting around? Because if I know I'm right, if I know I'm better than you at something, then I'm gonna come out and bust that shit first because yeah. I know you ain't got shit to right, reply to right. that. There's a confidence that comes with that. There's, there's so, like you know, like nowadays, I think it's, it's more of a. It might be a little more of a marketing stunt, you know, hmm. like PR stunt bullshit. Like people stand around for five minutes thinking, yeah, whoever comes out first is a little bitch. But you know. Yeah. So I, we kind of didn't pay attention too much to the first round, but we got the second round here. We've got Issei busting. But it's Red Bull very, BC one. No one pays attention. Very, very. Yeah, I mean, but it's like he's doing <laughs> kind of a very typical Issei set here. Not so much a reply, not not so much a conversation, but just kind of like do all his specials, you know. It's the Hadoukens, like, he does but that. The, but this, this this is this is Red Bull BC one, one of the highest mm-hmm. level of competitions for one on ones, and like you know, 
you either bring your A game or you get the fuck out. Right. But so like for for both sides, unless you know stamina or you know other I... factors or factors are you know other factors are being taken to whether they're sick or you know they, they got injuries and stuff like that. Then you know each of them will bring their A game. I, I kind of think that I, I felt watching this, I thought that Hong Ten took the first two rounds and Issei caught the last one. Thank you, everyone, for listening and for when I watched it. And you know, when you get that last round, sometimes that's the punctuation that people want to see to win. But fucking Hong Ten is so live on that second set. But then, you know, to be honest, Red Bull, plenty of politics involved. Word. You know, Issei Japanese makes it into the final by in his Japan. By, in his in it, Japan. Wait, was this in Japan? It was in Nagoya. Okay, finals. right, right. Okay. Yo, yo, I'm not trying to take anything Did away from Did you go him. to this? No. no. You, know, yeah. I, I, I never, you were telling me earlier you don't really go to the big jams. I don't. I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay money to go watch this shit because it's like. You I get the better view on a YouTube, a, anyways. You get a better right, view on right. YouTube, and plus, you know, like. How but much of know, that crowd is actually there busting and shit? It's a exactly. spectacle, you know? It's, it's not a it's, jam, it's, it's a, a show. It's a yeah, show. It's a, it's a yeah, show. it's an event. It's an yeah. event. And I mean, like, like both of them are doing very well, but at, at the end of the day, it's all about, like, you know, politics. Yeah. You, I might not be able to mix the next show because, you know, the Bebo and Illuminati might, got me, might get me murked, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, a prevalent Asian MC, Mike Magic, found hung in his apartment. You know, like, all this stuff is, like, about... Like, with you know, the candlestick. candlestick. In the laboratory. Up his ass. Yeah, you know? right. It, it all comes down to, you know, marketability. Yeah. You know, Issei's young, he's good looking, and you know what? That's just how the game works, you know what? You, that's, that's just how the game works, you know? No hating... Not trying to, not trying to turn anybody from Red Bull BC One, but you know, it, it, it's well, just how I mean, it is. You have your personal preference. I mean, that's it's just, it's just how it is. It, it's just how the game is run. You know what I mean? Indeed. I mean, when, 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 when was the, when was the last time you saw an ugly athlete being promoted like through the roof? Um, Never. Mike Tyson was missing teeth. Maybe. Yeah, but still, uh, but still, but, but, that's it. You but know, Mike Tyson never, saying. but Mike Tyson never made it on like you know the picture of you know uh, Bronx boxing wear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He was a he was an icon by himself. I mean Muhammad Ali, excuse me, Muhammad Ali, King Ali. That's a different story. Yeah, he was handsome. He had yeah, the he look. He was tall. He was tall. Yeah, yeah But then you know smart, like. Witty. Had David Beckham needed to market his goods with right, his voice, right, that'd be right. a different story. But you know, he looked handsome. handsome. He had that look. Yeah. Same thing with I. I believe it's the same thing with a lot of b boys out there. You know, like Word. when was the last time an ugly ass b boy got promoted? Word. I don't remember, but like you know, listeners of the of the Megalate Show, if you rem- uh, if you know a ugly ass b boy that got Let promoted, know. you know. Leave us a leave us a comment or somewhere. School us. You know, we're always here to learn. We're always a student. Each no one teach one. Yo, um, right before we take off, I'm gonna ask you a few questions. All right, rapid fire uh, again. Yeah, rapid fire joints again. Um, favorite MC when you were 15. No, let's do fuck it. Let's let's do uh, all time favorite b boy. All time favorite b boy can't sw- Oh no, sorry. Po one. Po one. Po one. Uh, all time favorite b boy crew. All time favorite b boy crew. Don't have one. Like who? Who's sorry. the best 
who who is the best b-boy right now doing it best b-boy doing it who would you put your chips behind if he had a battle uh, always my homeboy puzzles puzzles is wrong puzzles. um your favorite hip-hop group of all time wu-tang clan favorite member of the wu-tang clan um method man what's your favorite album oh actually actually i'll go back on that my word master killer master killer master killer master killer no doubt master killer like um i think he's one of the most underrated underrated underrated. mcs always dropping knowledge i think my my my, my most like i remember last time when i said i said method man and then i was in my i had an inner monologue if i got asked that ever again i'm gonna take my word back i'm gonna go back and master because because when uh, i was going got back into uh b-boying no said date no said date play that track right now no said date was one of my favorite tracks that i uh ever got down with like it was one of the nastiest shit. when i heard one of my friends like yo um Raw Crew from Raw Crew, uh, Dario. When he played No Said Date, I was like, "Yo, what's the name of this song, man? I got, I got to cop it." Like I've been listening. To, it was my ringtone for a long ass time. Like he's sure. one of the, he's one of the, he's one of the he's really underrated. under, really underrated. Yeah. Like when when you listen to he the, he spits knowledge. His rhymes is always dope. He's never spit a rap, a, a whack verse. Yeah, never Definitely. a whack verse. And like, and he's, a, yeah, I mean, like most people don't talk about Master Killer when they're talking about. Exactly. When, when people talk about Wu Tang, don't you get, know. you get extra points for me for saying Master Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Method Man's a great choice, but Master Killer is a savvy choice. Exactly. A very savvy choice. Yo, so um. Again, I want to thank you on behalf of the Mega Late Show for rocking with me tonight. It's good to see you come through. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Coming through to uh, the Mega Reactor Buddha Spine, the Hell new studio yeah. that we got going on. You'll hear more. Uh, all of my Tanakas, all of the Mega Late Show Tanakas, thank you for joining us. Uh, we got Mike Magic. Yo, Mike, where can we find you? All right, uh, look, look me up, look me up on uh, look me up on Facebook, Michael Ip. No relation to Ip Man, but. Um, Find me on uh, Facebook, Michael Ip, and then Instagram, Mike Magic 83 That's uh, Magic with a K, M-I-K-E-M-A-G-I-K-8-3, baby. That's me. That's what's up. Yo, and uh, again, thank you. We're going to have you on the show again because I'm really hoping that you just move out to Tokyo. You know what yeah, I mean? You know. And I'm going to need that B-Boy perspective. Yo, this is the first B-Boy we've had on the show outside of your your, your guy, Mega Legs, uh, straight up and down. But uh, again, peace to the gods. Peace out, Tokyo. Have a good time. And don't forget, like and subscribe to The Mega Late Show. And before we go out, we're going to drop a tune for you. It is from Master Killer, No Said Date. That's the Master Killer. Get with it. Mega Late Show. Peace out. They said that God was a never coming home. Grandma in a nursing home. My mind is blown. I'm known to walk alone, but the fam is deep. Yeah, we all love heat. These military armorines, submachine gun, legend of Brooklyn, master craftsman. Lord, when you drop it, no said date. Mega, 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 mega. <laughs> <laughs>